Welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. Call us Deliveroo because we are serving you the word, the word of God with extra, extra sauce. On Hashtag Scripture, we discuss everyday topics informed by an everlasting God. Before we start, I just wanted to say that it's actually the first year anniversary, the one year anniversary of Hashtag Scripture. It's one year, exactly since we started recording this podcast and that's really really be celebrating and um I mean yeah we have to think about that later but um yeah we just want to say thank you guys we want to say thank you for all your support for everybody who listened everybody who liked everybody who shared subscribed um followed or whatever we have on all the different things and you did all the things or any of the things we just want to thank you because you are the real mvps Anyone want to say anything? Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. me. Yeah, yeah. It, it could have been, been me. Thank you. With no clothes, no shoes, Thank and you. no food to eat. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been me. Without your love, now tell me. Is that the same song? No, I feel like it's a different song, and I'm confused. It should have been me. I thank you. Outdoors, what's the verse of the song? No room, that's the same song. And no clothes, it's the same song. Left alone. I don't remember that bit of the song that you're singing. To be honest, I feel like maybe there's a no. This is it. Tragedies are commonplace. All kinds of diseases. Okay. Um, So yes, before we go any further, following the same suit and that same, keep that same energy. Please, guys, share this. Don't show up to my show if you got no energy. energy. Should we tell them that we're going to be at Big Church Day Out this this year? Well, we're always at Big Church Day Out. Uh, We've been consistently at Big Church Day Out for the last what three? Four years. I mean, I've only been twice. Okay, so, so I've been you at have been out for the last couple years. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. And yeah. uh, we're there again this year, doing what we do best, which is turn, turn it up, up! <laughs> <laughs> all the way turn up. So um, if you guys want to come, hit us up in the DMs, um, and we'll see what go on. But yeah, so I don't know why I said that. Why did I say that? Why not? That's true. Okay, so yeah, so keeping that same energy. Oh yeah, because their energy is like, yeah, we're going to be going mad on Day Up this year. Um, please share this episode with, considering how it's our one year anniversary, I'm going to say 12, because there are 12 months in a year, um, with 12 people. Okay, you can break it down to friends, families, neighbours, ex-boyfriends, work colleagues, whatever it may be, ex-girlfriends, whatever it may be. But definitely share this episode with 12 people. Post it on all social media platforms. And you can at us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, hashtag scripture, Twitter, HT scripture. You can find us um, on Google Playlist, iTunes podcast and ha- whoa and SoundCloud at hashtag scripture website hashtag scripture Patreon hashtag scripture and uh, yeah we're Googleable so just find us anywhere to be honest um at our slide in our DMs and yeah cool going down in the DMs okay let's get into it so the word on the street is Christians aren't woke we've drunk too much of the communion kool-aid and have had the wool pulled over our eyes when it comes to social justice issues or even caring about anything that happens outside of our own personal churches were hope dealers right when they said the unforgettable phrase these Christians ain't on nothing these Christians ain't on piss I actually don't know why you even said that again because you're trying to stir something up in me and I think you're doing it on purpose I thought we was going to have a good episode well we always have good episodes it is episodes, a good episode but you're, now I'm going to be angry from the no, beginning but, but, but from what the beginning. he said is relevant to the episode but it triggers me but it's, it's relevant to the episode let me woo we can't be triggered all the time that's not part of being woke or is it? it is, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay Oh, so today we'll be discussing. <laughs> today we'll be discussing. Can you be a woke Christian? Is there any such thing? Is there such thing as a woke Christian? And are Christians responsible for changing social issues? Do we have a say? Do we have power? Can we have influence? Can we do anything? I got the power. Mm-hmm. By the way, just in case you didn't know, we do sing all throughout the podcast. So if you're new here, that's just something you have to get used to because we can't stop. We tried, I promise. Um, and my name is Fumi. When did we try? We have tried. 
Well, we said we were going to try and we didn't maybe try, <laughs> but we definitely said that we was going to try. Um, yeah, my name's Fumi. And my name's Tina. And welcome to Hashtag Scripture. Welcome. So, uh, so we're going to dedicate this episode to, well, the dedication is as follows. In the immortal words of Kirk Franklin, to all my people in the struggle dun, 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 who dun, dun, think God's forgotten about you. <laughs> It's your this uncle. is the best. It's is your this, cousin. It's your no, but nephew. Isn't this the best, the best Kirk Franklin? No, but isn't this the best Kirk Franklin um, impression that you've ever heard in your life? No, that I sound exactly like Do him. Do it again. To so all my people in the struggle. No, yeah, okay. Who think God's forgotten about you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here's some pain medicine. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, yeah, sorry. I've been down so long. I've been hurt for so long. That I thought I thought I'd never see the light. Break of day. Break of day. Break of day. Anyway. This one is for you. This one is for you. Okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't need to wait. Okay, yeah. Okay, we the church promise to pull our fingers out of our butts and do what God actually put us here to do, which is help you. Excellent. Okay, so the first question, Auntie Forms, is can you be a woke Christian? Is there such a thing as a woke Christian? So for those of you who don't know what woke is, like, I mean, I feel like a lot of us don't know, to be honest with you, because I feel like there's, there's like a definition, but it may not be like, like it's kind of like a feeling more than like a kind of describable thing or like a indescribable like a, yeah. so um but what is woke so on google so i googled what is woke like the definition and google's definition in my opinion was completely wrong it said alert to injustice in society especially racism um and i don't believe that that's a true um kind of i don't think that's an all-encompassing definition of what woke means and i feel like it must have been woke it must have been written by one of our less melanated friends because they haven't really got the whole point especially when they said they threw in especially racism like no it's not really especially racism it's kind of all social issues whenever someone is lying to us Mm. you are woke when you know that it's a lie Mm. so um i went to urban dictionary which is obviously where you get the real tea um and the i had to go down five definitions because all the top ones i'll explain later but the fifth definition was the one that kind of explained it the, the most to me and it was this um getting woke is like being in the matrix and taking the red pill you get a sudden understanding of what's really going on and you find out you were wrong about much of what you understood to be truth yeah um and that kind of that matrix thing i think the i think the matrix is literally where it comes from or something like that like um that's what wokeness is like mm-hmm. waking up to the realities of what are really going on and having a, an awareness of what like the underlying things mm. are in society mm. there's like a really loud crow and i'm just hoping that you can't hear it but it feels like it's on top of my head <laughs> so you might be able to hear it and if you can i apologize so um definition one then was the act of being very pretentious about how much you care about social issues so this must have been written by a fellow petty bay because it represents what woke has become it's like this competition to see who knows the most and who has the most knowledge about things and who has the deepest understanding about things rather than actually genuinely caring about things and that's why they use the word pretentious yeah exactly so it's become like very like insincere and disingenuous um but for the purpose of this podcast let's take it as like it's genuine awareness of buried truth in a world subsisting on lights okay cool so can a christian be woke a lot of people would tell you no we can't they think because they think that christianity is a lie they would say like okay if you're christian then you're drinking the kool-aid and you know i really want to kill that crow it's getting on my nerves Does it, you don't hear it i can okay <laughs> anyway i'm a vegan i don't kill animals <laughs> anyway now um yeah so a lot of people will say like okay if you believe in jesus and it's all a fairy tale and blah 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 so you can't really be woke because you've been fooled by the christian story right um and you know that's fair enough to them if they believe that they have the power to know the ultimate absolute truth and the entirety of the truth in the universe then okay cool like if that's your opinion about yourself cool whatever but um i don't think that your i don't think that faith necessarily even comes into it because you can there's i think everybody can be woke on some issues and not on others you can't be woke about absolutely everything it's impossible and if you meet somebody who pretends to be woke about absolutely everything 
they're full of trash like they're actually a dustbin because it's exactly you're a liar like you can't be woke on every single issue you're still finding things out um there's also this kind of like trend that's going around at the moment where it's like um basically basically you know how everybody scrutinizes christianity so much but no other faith gets that scrutiny Mm. even though and i wrote some really like um controversial things here (laughs) I don't know whether to read them or not. Read it, girl. Basically, I said, yeah, I don't know why everyone scrutinizes Christianity so hard because it's not as far-fetched as Hinduism and its hundred gods and it's not as corrupt as Islam and its pedophile prophet. In fact... Oh. Am I lying? Wait, did I lie? Like, let's just look to see if I lied. Oh, if I lied... No, if I, if, if I lied, then tell me. But I didn't lie, so... That's what the podcast is about. Unadulterated truth, I feel. So that's all I want to say. But, <laughs> but. I wasn't even actually ready. Ready. I wasn't ready. But like, like, um, so you're, so everyone's like, okay, if you're Christian, you can't be woke. But then there's this trend of like, you know, when people have like an Islamic conversion, that's when they've become woke and enlightened. And I don't yeah. really understand why there is that, um, that discrepancy in all the faiths are okay to believe in, except for Christianity. That means you're not woke. I don't yeah. really understand why that is the landscape that we live in. Well, I do. It's because Christianity is the real one. And that's why people want to attack wah, Christianity the most. Wah, but, you know, wah, okay, fair enough, whatever. Wah, um, wah, public enemy number one. So as a Christian, you're just automatically assumed to be dumb, like dumb as a brick. Like you must be like a four by four, like plank of wood you're just dense um but there's many historical christians who are very intelligent for example isaac newton c.s lewis galileo um, william shakespeare louis pasteur rene descartes uh michael faraday thomas edison nikola tesla mozart and martin luther king who obviously was extremely woke i think you'd be like jordan quartered if you were to challenge the wokeness of reverend dr martin luther king's like you just can't do that like you have to admit that there are people who champion social issues who are quote unquote woke and who are also christian um so i don't think that they are they're they're not synonymous they're not one and the same and they're not mutual mutually exclusive either like they're not you can't say that faith stops you from being able to be woke on other issues mm. because for example um think of a social justice issue modern slavery mm-hmm. like what does my faith have to do with me thinking that modern slavery is not okay mm-hmm. do you know what i mean what does my faith have to do with thinking that climate change is something that needs to be um raised awareness about and done and something that needs to be done about mm. what well, some and something needs to be done about it i don't know whatever i was going to say whatever i was trying to say there think it in your head um okay so can we be woke yes we can and in fact as christians we should be even more woke than everyone else because we have the holy spirit who gives us the gift of discernment right discernment is the ability to judge situations circumstances and people etc well right so synonyms include enlightenment sensitivity insight perceptiveness astuteness shrewdness intelligence sharpness wisdom and awareness the ability to therefore have a heightened awareness because of the holy spirit of what's right and wrong, true and false, and complete and incomplete. Um, John fifteen twenty six says, When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, yes. he will testify about me. And then first John four six says, We are we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. John fourteen and six John fourteen sixteen says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that did I read this already? No, sorry. Um, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not um all of these scriptures are are talking about a truth that is not accessible to the rest of the world because it's from the holy spirit and it's like an absolute ultimate truth about all things that we have that i'm not saying that other people can't be be woke but what i am saying is that we have a better ability to because we have a supernatural ability to be woke um the Bible even speaks about being woke in that in that specific context where it says first John 4 1 beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world Romans 12 uh, 2 says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of the mind first Thessalonians 5 21 says but test everything hold fast what is good as in so 
test because not everything is true it's trying to help you see that there are lies in this world so test everything and hold on to the ones that you identify as being true mm, as a mouth of two or three witnesses exactly yeah. uh, matthew 10 16 then says behold i am sending you out a sheep in a in the midst of wolves so be wise as serpents and innocent as like this is this is jesus telling us that there is a lot there are a lot of people who want to in in essence swallow us up gobble us up completely consume us and our resources and spit us out you know and they will use lies in order to do that they're cunning like wolves you know the whole um is it for example little little red riding hood Mm. where there's the wolf or what's the one where and the three little pigs where there's a wolf that lies to try and get into the house and there's another one the wolf in sheep's clothing where you know the wolf is pretending to be a sheep and then just kills all the sheep like all of these things is talk that wolf is like for example representing the government and the big corporations where they're just constantly consistently lying all they know how to do is lie you know (laughs) you know um in uh where is it matthew somewhere where it says that like your father is the is that your father is the devil and his native tongue is lying mm. like that's all you know all the world knows is lying and then we have this spirit of truth that enables us to un- uncover all of that and then jesus says you know i am the way the truth and the light i am the uncovering truth literally means to uncover so of course we as christians are able to be woke because we have the greatest accessibility to truth um so in conclusion not only can christians be woke but we are charged with it by god and given the ability to be enlightened and discerning by the holy spirit what about you what do you think yeah i i definitely agree and um just speaking briefly before i go into my rant because it it is (laughs) going to be very much a rant um i understand that the church is a huge part of black identity identity and speaking on identity very briefly um as of 2017 parliament research briefing files show that 56.7 percent of the uk's population describes themselves as christian okay let's just call some facts to the table um black british um and black british or black makes up 3.1 percent of the uk's population that was as of 2017 i think it currently still stands at about the same okay um of the uk population according to the most recent census ethnic group figures indicate 69 percent of blacks are christian so now let's just bring it back 2000 in 2017 parliament research brief briefing files show that 56 percent of the uk's population describes themselves as christian so that's everyone right that's not just the black people okay that's everyone out of those <clears throat> out of the whole population 3.1 percent of the uk's population is black then ethnic group figures indicate 69 percent of blacks are christian right 13 percent are muslim and seven percent are of other faiths and non-religious so we're going to speak about being woke being christian and being social activists we really need to look at the numbers i think first of all and figure out what the numbers indicate and how these numbers can be indicative of what's happening in uh, in and around us and the state of christianity at the moment okay now now let me go into our rant i can completely understand why people will say that christians can't be woke um you know some of us bury our heads in the bible and refuse to see what's happening in community we have a white Jesus, you know, they're saying according, according to some, not people, not you not guys, my Jesus, you, you people my listen Jesus. to the podcast and you know Jesus is not white, right? Um, we, we we apparently have a white Jesus, the same um white Jesus, the slave masters worship. Um, we arrived, which which arrived on a slave ship and kept us enslaved for four hundred years. Uh, we can't unite on what narrative of Christianity we all adhere to, and our churches are the most segregated places on a Sunday morning, which is true. Uh, where we are delusional and think that we can pray all the social issues away, waving our cloths and god in the air like aladdin's magic you know genie and i I completely understand i get it i really do and for the most part those people are not wrong um for the most part there is a rhetoric and there is a section of or quota of christians who are very much like that um black christians have this weird thing about not believing or refusing to acknowledge the power in black people and i've had many conversations um with christians who are like yeah but <laughs> now i 
understand that like yeah but it doesn't it doesn't matter um black history doesn't necessarily matter that much because at the end of the day we're all one in christ and we're baptizing under the same spirit and so therefore da, 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 da. i get why you would say that but baby you need to actually understand and deep what's happening really and you need to know your history for yourself i don't feel like you can i don't think that your black history and christianity are two things that cannot mix i don't get why they would think that they or that the christianity or the history of christianity supersedes or is more important than your blackness but I'm glad you said the history of Christianity because right. there's a history yeah, of Christianity the history, and that, the Bible and that's what it is. talks about historical accounts it, of things exactly. so history is important yeah. or it wouldn't be in the Bible exactly so. you know so um, so black Christians have this weird thing about not believing or refusing to acknowledge the power of black people you know the kings and queens that we are um, we don't want to hear about the history of Africa we are we were the last to jump on the whole melanin magic movement and um, we still think that all life comes from Israel and we won't use god to help our own people and i understand that there was a certain who said all life comes from israel listen that's they feel like it's the birthplace of all mankind and that that's where jesus from so that's where that's where abraham isaac and jacob like you know <laughs> Noah, and you know the 12 tribes of israel like that's how they think and i could understand why you would think that if you didn't read anything else anything <laughs> else you know um so yeah for the most part they would say that you know christians are not woke in fact we are brainwashed and docile mm. um and i get it but that's the choice for some and not for all and that's what i think that we have to realize this is why i'll go back to my initial point whereas reading the um, statistics on the number of Christians and the number of ethnic Christians. You know, some of us know where we came from. Some of us know the birthplace of maths and science and, you know, Henrietta Lacks. I remember the first time I learned about Henrietta Lacks, which is that black woman who they used their, her cells to regenerate. Her cells kept regenerating and they used her cells um, for parts of the cures for cancer and different medicine, like her genes and her DNA was the birthplace of so many different scientific medical discoveries. And I was like, whoa, that's that's amazing so some of us know these things you know um some of us know what the crime statistics for, are for black men in the uk some of us know the incarceration rate of black men in america some of us know that you know american black black american men are almost on the verge of being endangered species in the rate in which they are incarcerated and killed like if you look at the trajectory and the numbers of them do that that do not make it past 30 baby it's mad, okay? Um, some of us understand the concept of institutionalized racism and the glass ceiling. Some of us know about female injustice in the workplace, you know? Some of us know who our local MP are, who is, mm. you know? Listen, we Christians are not all the same. And I have actually refused to, in 2019, let people tar all Christians with the same brush. Like, you actually have to be very stupid in order for you to tar all Christians with the same brush, that we are all brainwashed, that we are all docile, that we are all, you know... Um, lifeless and completely um separated from from social issues i feel like that's a completely grave injustice for you to do that so yes a christian can be woke because historical and social awareness and christianity are not mutually exclusive we can be a christian who is you can be a christian who's a social activist there are many okay there are christian activists in education in family police reform politics employment there are christian lobbyists like please can you just google it because i don't feel like it's mm. difficult i feel like if you actually just google christians who are doing bits literally type in christians who are doing bits you will see mm -hmm. them right um what part of the new testament first of all is not even social activism mm. and if we're gonna go if we're gonna talk about real social activism and now we want to bring in the hashtag scripture of it please tell me which verse in the new testament is not socially active like i need you to tell me if you can point out to me what particular verse is not or what particular chapter or couple verses there's no social activism going on there i will tell you that you actually can't read and this is the one that you've got is braille and it's not right right because literally the whole of the new testament every single part of it is about social activism acts chapter 17 verse 6 one of my absolute favorite passages and every time i minister i recite this passage and everyone's like whoa really i didn't i, I didn't know this passage exists because you don't read your bible okay? <laughs> 
Okay. You don't know that because you don't read your Bible. Acts 17, 6 says, And when they found them not, so they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come have come here also. Okay, literally, they were scattering. They were scared of the disciples. They were scared of their apostles. They were scared of the early Christians because they were literally turning the whole world upside down. They were disputing social myths. They were changing the status quo. They were re- um, reworking politics and how social organizations were working. Like this is what early Christians were doing. This is what some of us are doing. I don't get why you would think that because you don't see us on the news or campaigning every day on you know on Twitter and doing this and doing that because we're not you know on the same platform as Akala that we're not social activists. We're doing little bits and bobs each and every day. Go on, Bobo. I have my hand up because I know why they think that because I think I think I've told this story on the podcast before but um me and my friends um once we skipped church to go to the Black Lives Matter rally um march thing um so we were at the Black Lives Matter march and obviously the way people dress you can tell like okay there's muslims there there's white people there because they have white skin so it's obvious to see that there's white people there there's asian people there or whatever (laughs) um and then some some black man or i'm gonna say boy because a shade but um yeah some black boy was like oh you know you can see the muslims you can see x y and z people there but where are all the christians and we were standing right next to him and we were like um we're here but obviously we don't have a sign on our foreheads that says christian i don't have a tattoo of jesus on my forehead and i don't wear the pope's hat or i don't wear a nun's garment it doesn't mean i'm not a christian so a lot of the time you can't see christian activists because they're not shouting from the rooftop i'm a christian i'm a christian Christian." we just we just look like you do we just do things we We just look the same we don't have to promote that we're christian and when we do you complain oh why are you bringing christianity exactly so you don't you don't want us to win do you know what i mean it's either you want us to announce that we are christian so that you know that we're there or you don't and shut up then do you and know what I mean because we're there regardless we're and, always there and this is it this is the thing that I don't understand is that as a Christian literally our call is to be social activists we do it on a daily basis like it's not something that we have to now exactly announce that oh we're going to change something and, and because here. I'm oh, Christian we're going to do it. this like, and we're going to do that no boo we do this as a standard this is like our standard we're mm-hmm. on job Most the first ever episode of Hashtag Scripture was talking about us being on job and this is what we do we are on job and so I refuse to uh, it actually vexes me when people will say oh Christians are not about it or they're not in a society they're not doing things because we are and and I can understand it's, it's true I can understand why you would say that you know we don't see it because we don't have maybe now maybe I should wear a placard no, saying now, I'm a let's, Christian let's do it now let, listen for me we're going to make um, like Gucci headbands right? like, like Soldier Boy wears right <laughs> that says Christ that says Christ right? <laughs> every time we do something remotely socially active every, every Christian put on your social headband Band, put on that headband that says Christ activist and woke and then we can do something because until then and people will not put respect on our name and that's the most disrespectful thing is that you think that our Christ who came to liberate people from social oppression from religious oppression um and the Christ that we have inside of us is not doing the same thing today I don't know why you think that it stopped when he died on the cross I don't I don't I don't get it please put some respect on our name christians can be woke christians are woke we are woke you know what i mean like we don't have to scream about it we do this on a daily okay thank you and just to and i just again want to like speaking of black lives matter like i want to emphasize that one of the people that we attribute um you know civil rights to is the most is Martin Luther King, who was a reverend. Do you know what I mean? So we can't be coming and saying things like, oh, Christians don't care or Christians don't do things. Because yes, I admit there are a lot of Christians who don't do anything and that needs to change. That's why we even got the podcast in the first place because we feel like that needs to change. But mm. you can't tarzle with the same brush because just the same way that the reason that we're marching for Black Lives Matter is because we don't want white people or anybody because black people included to tar all black people with the same brush the same way you can't tar all christians with the same brush it's just common sense yeah it is news flash news flash news flash okay so this i'm gonna re- um, read out the title of this article and it's about, when i saw it i was like listen this is my kind of song but then you go into it and the title 
doesn't reflect the content because the content's actually a bit dread, dead. Mm. But anyway, so the title of this article is Somebody Woke Up Jim Crow. Okay, now if you know what the Jim Crow, if you know what Jim, Jim Crow is, that is um, the 13th Amendment in American Constitution, the US Constitution, which talks about um, different forms of legal enslavement through the incarceration and all of these different things, emancipation of slavery, but then legalizing it through the Prison Reform Act. Okay, um, and this is the and this is what made it so interesting is that you know the pastor from or the bishop from the royal wedding um bishop something curry what's his name um something curry 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 michael curry he said it bishop michael and he said it two weeks before the royal wedding how as in he said somebody woke up Jim Crow. he said somebody fresh off the royal sermon or after um, bishop warns somebody woke up jim crow and the highlights of this um, article basically the bishop insisted that his activism is non-partisan declining to criticize president donald trump by name we are not here to point fingers he said before the, before the service we are here to lend a helping hand when the world tuned in to see the a royal wedding ceremony and heard an american bishop preach about the power of christian love to create a new world and a new human family that was his way of being socially active that was his way of being woke because at the end of the day he's not stupid and i think everybody said to him and i think he must have realized you know what this is the biggest platform i'm probably ever going to be on in my whole entire life right i'm marrying um a black woman kind of right i'm marrying a black woman and a white very white maybe to the eighth point um prince right um it's going to be televised to the whole world what can i preach about that still stays true to christ but also stays true to christ's message and christ's message is social activism right he preached about christian love he preached about the love of christ he preached about the new a new establishing a new world a human family where we no longer have to have racial divides where we no longer have to have social injustices where we no longer have to have disparities and famine and and poor and you know and hunger and all of these things this is what he preached and he sort of he could have done the most holiest non-political message wedding message but he didn't he preached up social activism that's why everybody was like oh my gosh he's a bit um what did they say he was not controversial he's they said something all these stupid news reporters said he's a bit something you know he's stirring up something no bull that's your conscience pricking you yeah wow. that's your conscience pricking you because he's talking the real talk and i love all that. i remember is was um piers morgan's reaction being like oh when is this guy gonna shut up and i was just like it's mad when are you gonna shut up here because yeah, that's something up. we've been waiting for for a while you know so. and it was that was and that was a perfect example of a christian who is woke doing woke christian things on the biggest platform ever and um, I think that you have to actually respect that and actually honor that. And that's what he did. And it was amazing. And you might not be able to see if you can't read between the lines, um, if you can't understand the rhetoric and what he's saying and talking about a new establishing a new world order. Um, but that's exactly what he was talking about. Exactly what he was talking about. But yeah. Okay. So um, forms are Christians responsible for changing social issues? Yes. <laughs> Let's go home. Okay. Um, more than anyone else do you know what i mean like like tina said like what jesus did was social activism he came here to be a social activism uh, activist sorry to to challenge um the norms that had been the things that were norms society but not norms to god and to challenge those things and overhaul those things so for example you know the just how indifferent people have become to poverty to the point where um you know if a, there's one of the parables like if a, if a poor man comes into the church don't sit him on the floor next to the rich people let him have a chair up front you know sorry can mm -hmm. i pause you first of all one second right you know, you said, okay, um, Jesus, that's what Jesus came to do, to be socially active, mm. to be socially active. And we're talking about wokeness. And uh, sorry to bring it back to the whole black diaspora, mm. diaspora again. But to be honest, some of you Christians should, I mean, not, not Christians, some of you black people should actually shut up because you will be preaching about being woke, being woke and black power, black power, but you won't support black businesses. Like you won't buy anything <laughs> black. No, because I was just thinking about it. I was thinking, hold on a second. How can we talk about such issues when you yourself will go to the Jamaican shop and criticize it all? 
like you'll never you'll never ever support your needs and queen's criticism you'll never ever support black businesses you don't buy black you don't bank black you don't travel back black you don't go to africa you don't you know put all your you know you'll go to every continent in the world before you'll go to some of the most beautiful places in africa i don't understand how you can now kind of be like oh yeah black 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 we are woke we are woke social issues da, 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 da. you won't you won't you won't give money to female their charities you hate feminism like i don't understand what exactly you're talking about i don't get why you will how people couldn't be singing wokeness, but they don't live wokeness in their daily lives. It's just about what you post on social media. Because you're now talking about definition one on Urban Dictionary. But we're talking about definition five. Okay, fine. <laughs> because I can't, I just, I don't understand why people are like this. Like, if you're going to be woke, can you please be woke across the board? Yeah. And not just the fake pretentious, that the pretentious, yeah. but definition one. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay, yeah. All of you who fall into the category of definition one, exit <laughs> stage left no stay so you can listen to what we have to say okay, okay, okay I'll stay. <laughs> just be quiet <laughs> sorry Bobs. um i can't remember where i was but i i don't know if uh, i don't know if any of you have actually read the bible and i assume that i can't assume that you have so i'm just you know gonna just warn you that there's some spoilers ahead because probably (laughs) there's probably 70 percent, probably more but i'm just being generous 70 percent of the bible is about social activism come on it's about it's about people standing up for others it's about people standing up for people who didn't have a voice that's literally what 70 percent of the bible minimum is about whether it's joseph having to go through hardship so that um he would get a position in egypt where he would be able to serve the people and his family in the darkest time yes the same family that betrayed him it'd be your own it'd be your own it'd be your own um (laughs) and sold him into captivity mad but he then saved them from salvation or whether it be moses and aaron who had led the israelites out of captivity just to be met with nonsense and ungratitude and ungratefulness the whole time because it really be your own whether it be noah who had to appear mad for weeks attempting to save all of these people who were just ridiculing him for the whole time he was trying to build that ark because it really do be your own or whether it be mary and joseph who had to take one for the team which was embarrassing it's embarrassing to have a child out of wedlock but they had to do it so that we could have our savior and be you know safe from all these things or whether it be paul or peter or stephen or david or daniel or jeremiah and of course our king jesus who lived a life serving people healing guiding supporting um turning the world upside down mm. and dying for the downtrodden the poor and the disenfranchised what or is it what bible is it that everybody is reading or maybe it's because some of you haven't read the bible and they you don't. just assume that christians are not woke because you don't know the content of what we believe yeah. but if you read the content of what we believe i'm not talking about okay um and this person begat this person begat this person even to be honest in that those begat stories in jesus's lineage you can see the disenfranchised in his lineage, Rahab, Tamar, because he's trying to show that, okay, it's not perfect people here. I'm trying to help everyone. I want everybody to be included. Like, that's the whole purpose of the Bible. Proverbs 31, 8 to 9 says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. And let's, when we say needy, let's take poverty out of the situation because it already says poor. Needy means people who have a need. Mm. Whether it's the need for equality or the need to be treated fairly, the need mm. for civil rights, the need for rights in any kind of capacity, that's who the needy are. And God is telling us to open our mouths and speak up for those people people who cannot speak for themselves first john 3 17 to 18 says but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against him how does god's love abide in him little children let us not love in word or talk but in deed and in truth that's about you um you stupid definition one people (laughs) who are talking 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 every day on social media you're talking talking but you actually don't do anything you do nothing you don't do anything god is saying can you actually be about it you don't need to talk about it obviously talk about it too but at least be about it if you're going to talk about it isaiah 58 10 says if you pour yourself out of the hungry Oh, out for the hungry and satisfy the desires of the afflicted then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom as the noonday acts 20 35 says in all things i have shown you that the 
that by working hard in this way, you must help the weak. You must help the weak Say and remember. You must help the, the weak. Thank you. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm sorry, I know I'm reading bare scriptures, but I just think it's important to go back to the Bible on this mm-hmm. because we're, the question is can Christians be woke? And this is saying that Christians should be more woke than anybody else because that's literally the only the only thing that the Bible is actually about. We are already you know awake. I mean? Jesus made us alive. Exactly. Can you say that again? <laughs> because that is the point. I never even thought about that, but it's true. The whole Bible is about how we were dead in our sins and we couldn't see. We were blind, but now we can see and I we're alive. It. I said So it. I don't I understand it. how you can now come and Who say... Put it on t-shirt? Let me write it down. I don't know how you can now come and say that Christians are not awake. It doesn't make sense. Like, it really doesn't make sense. It's literally what our whole faith is about you know that's what the whole faith is about isaiah 61 1 says the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me the spirit of the lord is upon me sorry um <laughs> because the lord has anointed me do you know tina's actually writing it down? <laughs> I'm, i don't my, listen i don't play games with my memory because i know that it will win so Okay, Isaiah 61 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, um, and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. Jeremiah 22 3 to 5, and this is my last scripture, guys, says, Thus says the Lord, do justice and righteousness, deliver from the hand of the oppressor him who is who has been robbed and do no wrong or violence to the resident alien this is talking about immigration guys mm-hmm. the fatherless and the widow nor shed innocent blood in this place for if you will indeed obey the word then there shall enter the gates of the house of the kings blah 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 blah, blah. anyway all of, i said all of that i read all of that to say i said what i said uh, to say that as a Christian, your job is to be a social activist. So it's not even that like, should we or is it our responsibility? Yes, it is our responsibility. It is more our responsibility than anyone else. Pe- other people, they don't have, they may have their own conscience, but they don't have like, you know, the actual father, the actual king, the ruler of their lives and their savior telling them to do this. They just have the, you know, the self-motivation, but we are charged with it by mm. God. So it's very much more important that Our we God be a part God of, of justice, it, you yeah. know, exactly. Mm. So I'm going to round up. So I've got, I've got a couple of social justice issues that you as a Christian um, can get involved in, raise awareness for, and, you know, try and help, whether it just be raising money or whether it be raising attention, but not just talking and not actually doing anything, but, you know, just getting involved in these issues um, because they need your attention. So fair trade. Uh, poverty and starvation, homelessness, healthcare as a human right, uh, racial equality, gender equality, animal cruelty, sustainability, LGBT rights. And I know some of you are saying, whoa, what are you talking about? How can we be supporting LGBT rights? What talk are you the talking talk, about? Talk the talk. But... But I would hope that you people understand that there are parts of the world that people are being killed for their sexuality. And that is not what Jesus preached. That's mm-hmm. not what Paul preached. Mm-hmm. That's not what we believe. We don't believe that people shouldn't be given a chance, that people shouldn't be able to live their lives how they want to live. And the consequences are in God's hands. God mm-hmm. is the judge, not us. We can't just be putting people to death because of who who they identify as or who they sleep with. No, that's not that's not something that we as Christians or to believe in. We don't believe in the murder and mistreatment of people. We believe in equal rights for everyone. So if you didn't know that, if you don't know, now now you know, know. you know? So, um, that there's that blah, not going to go into it anymore. Um, prison reform, religious freedom, because again, just because somebody doesn't believe what we believe doesn't mean that we think that it's okay to, for them to be slaughtered in their own homes and be bombed. And all of these terrible, disgusting, inhumane mm-hmm. things that are happening to people of Genocide. different religious black backgrounds mm-hmm. um, in, in different places across the world, whether it be in Africa or whether it be in the Middle East, some places in Europe, even in America, there are people who are being put to death because of their religious beliefs and it's not okay. And whether or not we agree with those beliefs, we should still be championing, championing human rights. Mm-hmm. Um, human trafficking, that's a really big one. And it's something that's close to my heart, but I feel like I haven't been able to do anything about it because there's other things that I'm trying to influence and help and raise awareness of but human trafficking is a really 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 big issue so if there's anybody who that just sparked something in your heart in terms of sex trafficking humans and um you know child slaves and all of this please do something 
get involved in a charity or something. War, uh, treatment of refugees and modern slavery. Um, so just pick one, anyone, pick a couple, pick as many as you can and just do something. Pray about it. What does God want you to do? And you're not just going to be able to just like, you know, click your fingers and the problem is solved. That's not what I'm saying. But in terms of championing it, race is not the only thing that is a problem in society. Unfortunately, to be honest, if it was, then, you know, that would be great because then it's the only thing that was a problem and we could you could, we could be working to fix it but it's not so if racial injustice is not something that really floats your boat in terms of wanting to make a change and make waves and try to make people aware make then <laughs> then choose one of those other i don't know how many was there but it felt like 20 mm-hmm. it could have been more it could have been less but it felt like 20 so you know do something about it don't just do your nine to five go home watch Netflix and go to bed for the whole rest of your life. That cannot be it. Mm. That cannot be all of it. There has to be something more. As a Christian, Jesus demands it of us. He said, greater things will we do, you know, than the things that he did. So, um, I love it. And let's stop being like fake woke and pretentious because Christians, we're really guilty of this whole being fake woke and pretentious, fake deep. We're, where everything, fake, we're doing fake holy, everything fake is Christians every day. Spiritual. So that's not even, that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly. Minor. Like it's we, yeah, all this like, spiritual fecosity. Like just relax. Just actually relax. Cool. Don't use all of this recently acquired knowledge that you find to lord over other people um, who don't know what you just found out yesterday. It's not okay. Be humble. Can you just be humble? I've been saying how many, I feel like every single podcast now i say be humble it's a real big issue but it's just god just keeps telling me to tell everyone to be humble so i don't know whatever approach these issues in love yes with holy anger but not with condescension or condemnation condemnation yeah i'm done condemn yeah um before i go into my second run um first of all i just wanted to say it for me as for me was saying this it kind of struck a chord with me when she's talking about the fact that people don't actually know about what jesus did because they don't actually read their bibles because you don't read and, your Bible. and then it then i was like okay so hold on a second our pastors need to do better um our church leaders need to do better um preach the real complete entire whole message and purpose of christ not just the one that suits you and your congregation like you have to preach the entire message and purpose of christ because 80 percent of the congregation won't read the bible they ah. won't they won't read the bible they will only read they won't is that read... a real fact no i made it oh, up okay <laughs> but it sounds true to me Sorry, like you know they will only read like psalms 23 psalms 91 john 3 16 you know genesis 1 26 like they'll read the most basic ones i mean they'll read the most basic scriptures the stuff and that's that, it. yeah the stuff <laughs> that benefits them that's what the, for the most part that's what they'll do they'll only read certain parts of the mess of the bible that benefits them touch not my anointed you know god will fight for me they'll read those pa- passages but they won't read anything else so as a pastor and as a leader and as even us as, <laughs> imagine as, reading touch not your your anointed my anointed sorry but they're not reading up until when where all the disciples were being mad. But this is what or even saying. Jesus himself was being mad. Bob, I mad. don't get it. Bob is actually mad. And this is the thing, as we as leaders, and I'll say we because me and for me have leadership positions and even hashtag scripture as the platform, we have a duty to what we're doing now to encourage you to explore the Bible and to read the Bible. So leaders, pastors, deacons, preachers, whatever it may be, whoever you may, may be, cell group leaders, your responsibility is to make sure that you dis, um, disseminate and spread the real complete entire purpose and mission, mission, mission Mm -hmm. message of jesus christ because a lot of people won't read the bible okay so then speaking about mission of the of the bible no but actually to be honest if your if your congregants are not reading the bible then you should be telling them to do that first before you even do anything because but yeah but you were but this is the thing that we've been telling church members to do lots of things for ages and they still won't do it so you have to actually read it for them and that's 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 the worst thing about everything is that people won't read for themselves they want you to tell them and i understand because you're busy like who has time to read i get it but i feel like the bible should be something that you read as christians in its entirety you know um and because you know as as leaders you know they're not going to read the bible so you have to do it for you for them you really have to bible study should be more about looking at the you know the hermeneutics and the exegesis and everything in the bible than about seven ways to get um scriptures for prosperity like that's not bible study is and like it shouldn't that shouldn't be the entirety of it like <laughs> what was tammy saying um in our live on wednesday she said they were talking about ripped jeans but the world didn't have any scripture <laughs> sorry in the bible study there was no supporting scriptures i don't know how in your whole can, bible study but this is the thing i don't know how people sit through that because me and for me it's not called a bible study then it's a ted talk isn't it <laughs> welcome to my ted talk <laughs> like i don't know me and for me were literally either 
it depends on what our respect levels are doing that day. If our respect levels are Tina really will leave. high. <laughs> Tina will get up and leave. I'm not, I, I won't leave. do that. Because my respect levels are different to Tina's. But Tina will actually get up and leave. Get up. I've done it before. Like, literally, I would actually get up and leave. If my respect levels were not that low i would just I pull out my phone pull out my laptop like i'll start the order in my shopping online because what i'm not even if it's a good term, to be fair <laughs> even if it doesn't make sense <laughs> so imagine if it doesn't make sense tina is not there no, tina is not gonna sorry. be there sorry. for me for me it's a lot more reasonable than i am um like i'll pretend to listen do you know what i mean just for appearances <laughs> sake i would sleep but, i would actually fall asleep you know that what what Day, what message was it? What podcast was it? Um, or episode when I talked about that guy who fell off? Paul was featured for oh, too yeah, long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul was featured for too long, and he actually fell asleep and fell off the balcony and died. Like, and Paul was like, "Nope, not today. I'm about to finish this time. You he better wake up." He resurrected him and kept on preaching. Mad, right? Actually, mad. Anyway. So what is the mission That's of so the church in the world? Um, and uh, this is taken from a. This is an extract from this really good book that. Um, Called to be honest, yeah. If she says Kingdom Year, I'm actually gonna shut down the podcast because it's not every episode that we'll read the whole the book. Because we need people to actually buy the book. <laughs> you can't read the whole book in the in the hashtag scripture so that nobody will buy the book because they've already heard the whole thing yeah, in the, on the podcast. Like one minute of it. Mm-hmm. The book is like if it's gonna Can you imagine? The audio, Can you guys go and buy the book? Do. It's not by force that we read the whole thing. This is not um audible, okay? Yeah, thanks. Um have we separated the pursuit of spiritual formation and growth Get from the work of... <laughs> have we separated the I got pursuit... hot sauce in my bag. Swag. Have we separated the pursuit of spiritual formation and growth from the work of social action and social transformation and therefore struggle to produce disciples who grow in love for both God and their neighbour? And I think that is the... If I don't read another thing... I think I've done enough, right? I think what the church has done is sometimes we have put our spiritual growth more so than our social growth, okay? So we we want to grow spiritually. We want all the gifts of the spirit, all the fruits of the spirit, all the anointing. And we've separated that from the work of social action, which is what the disciples actually did. They Their spiritual growth grew from their social action. Mm-hmm. Whereas now what we're doing is we want our spiritual growth to be just be there and social action because it is a social action is an add-on and i think that's why we have to really go back into the new testament go back into what the early church were doing and actually look at how they were growing they were growing as they were walking they didn't sit in their house and grow they were growing as they were walking and they were working so trying to go to get muscles without going to the gym yeah yeah <laughs> um, well not the gym specifically but you know what I mean. are we part of a body that focuses primarily on the individual um on evangelism on developing members personal faith or are we part of a body who or are we part of a body who focuses on public issues of social justice and government policies what would you what would our world look like if we were able to do both or we had an equal amount of churches in the in which 50 percent focused on spiritual growth and the other 50 percent focused on social action do we like worshiping king jesus but avoid the messiness of working for his kingdom mm. now these are all things that we need to really i'm telling you that book was great I don't know where it came mm-hmm. from, but it was really great. Do we like worshiping King Jesus, but avoid the messiness of working for his kingdom? We need churches that do both. I, if you can't do both, because it's very difficult. If you look at, you know, the revelations, the seven churches, a lot of them are struggling. Only one of them actually did the right thing. Um, so I understand how it's difficult to mix both spiritual growth and social action. So maybe if this particular, if our body can't do it, then we need 50% of churches to focus on spiritual growth and 50% of churches to focus on social action so that we have a balance because what it is at the moment is like it's 80-20 and, and, that's, um, and that's not right. If that. If that, right? In all sincerity, it is absolutely impossible to separate the king from his kingdom. Churches, we need as churches and we as citizens cannot truly worship the king without also working for social transformation and we cannot engage in truth true social transformation without worshipping Jesus the King. The two go hand in hand. This false dichotomy is creating a deep and dangerous divide between the church and the world around us. Yes, we are in the world, but not of the world. However, Jesus our King 
commanded us to go to the world and preach the full gospel, to be the light in the darkness and the salt of the earth, to change the standards and to be committed disciples. When we separate those two essential elements of spiritual growth and social and public policy, both areas suffer in ways that cannot, that are ways that can be detrimental. Okay. And I, I, it may seem like, oh no, 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 no. My spiritual life is going great. If you look at what's going to happen in the end time, <laughs> in the end time, we had a whole episode about this, right? There is your, your social, no, not social, your spiritual growth will reach um, the ceiling because you're not putting works to your faith. Mm. And, and that's the thing. If you're, there's no point, as we said before, your anointing is bigger than you. Your gifting, your calling is bigger than you. What's the point of being the most anointed, the most spiritually sound, the most closest to heaven, if it does not equate itself with one of the issues that Jesus is so pressed by? Faith, faith without works is dead. Exactly. Let us look at the Old Testament and judges and kings and the Lord that the Lord placed to rule over Israel if the judge or king was God-fearing um, and just then the things went well for Israel when the judge or king was wicked and corrupt then things did not go so well for Israel we see a correlation of God-fearing leaders such as Moses Aaron David Samuel Josiah Queen Esther etc institute the economic spiritual political and social prosperity of israel compared to the absolute opposite when the leader was not rooted and grounded in god government without god is wrong and god without government is wrong the bible clearly tells us this amos is warning that god does not delight in solemn assemblies if there is no justice Mm. that verse when i first came across it i said wow I said, what a wow. Listen, God does not delight in solemn assemblies if there is no justice. You having the most holiest of um, crusades for seven weeks every day and you haven't done anything for nobody but yourself. God does not take pleasure in it. When we read things about fasting, God does not delight. He doesn't get anything from our fasting. It's for a reason. We're subjecting ourselves for a reason. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's the, it's along the same lines. There's no point having the most solemn gathering and we're trying to worship God if, babe, if there is no, if there was no justice. This is mm. taken from Amos chapter five. Um, and the whole thing is 21 to 24. Um, and James is charged that the pious talk is cheap unless followed by care for people's physical needs. And that's mm. taken from James chapter two, verse 15 and 16. What's the point of being, again, you can be the best preacher, babe, but if your whole congregation is just wretched, then what are you doing? That's why a lot of people criticize all these prosperity preachers and all these rich mega church leaders because you're driving around in Bentleys and flying, hopping around on, on, on private jets, but there's people in your church who don't have shoes. So what exactly are you doing? I'm not saying that you can't have your private jet by all means, but I want a helicopter. Okay. Mm. But I'm not going to have make sure a... everyone has shoes first. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to make sure that my whole team set. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, have you all going to eat before I want to buy a helicopter? You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, that's what it is. Um, the body of Christ yeah, so James chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. The Bible makes it clear that we need God in our government and our governance. And it's not so much about just politics in general, but governance um, trickles down to every sphere of society. You know, race, relations, healthcare, education, um, all of those sort of things. Governance is related to all of them. The body of Christ is an inherently political body, a community defined by our allegiance to a king. Our citizenship is to a new world kingdom and our call to work alongside others in the pursuit of a new way of life as our mandate. So as Christians, guys, and if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this. This is what Christianity is about. It's about establishing a new world order. And this is what Jesus came to do, establish a new world order. We need a new vision and one that takes excuse about the nature of social injustices from the Bible and from Jesus. And um, I just think it's it's something that we definitely need to do. We definitely need to take a look at what the Bible is really saying about the mission of the church. Um, Isaiah 117 says, learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan and plead for the widows. We have to do this, man. <laughs> we actually have to do this. Um, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let's get it together. Oh, this week's sponsor. Okie dokie. You want to say anything? 
This week's sponsor, the world-renowned, for me somebody mentioned him, the world-renowned preacher Martin Luther King Jr. plays an important role in black history. He was an activist and a prominent leader in African-American civil rights movements as much as King... As much as King Jr. was pro-black and woke, he was very much involved in the church as an American Baptist minister. Um, he preached, he practiced non-violent methods throughout the advancement of the civil rights movement in America and reinforced love and unity, religious teachings and a massive impact on the movement as major denominations supported the movement financially and intellectually. Many of those leaders were passionate church ministers um, who served the people. So listen, our history is rooted in social activism. Let's just do it. Amen. And our hashtag scripture for today is Proverbs 31, 8 to 9, which reads, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Uh, yes heavenly father we give you thanks and praise and glory and honor we thank you for your great grace your great love your great mercy um jesus we want to thank you for your mission we want to thank you for your purpose your word says behold i am anointed for such a time as this he's anointed to preach the to the gospel to set the captives free liberty proclaim peace unity lord we just thank you for this mission we thank you for the mission of the church which is to be actively involved in what is happening around us father god give us the courage give us the boldness to do and to complete the work which you have started your word says greater work shall we do because you go on to the father father god so let us engage in these greater works let us be passionate about what is happening around us let us christians father god look at your word look at what you're saying and just take up the mantle let us not be fearful anymore let us not be so concerned with our spiritual growth and our holiness and our um, acquisitions of anointing let us be more concerned with serving your people and serving the community that which you have sent us to and we pray for courage and boldness and father god for all those looking at the church to do something may they find us may they see us and may it be clear that we are about our father's business amen. in jesus name we pray amen amen you can find us on soundcloud itunes and google podcasts hashtag scripture so follow us comment leave a review you can find us on instagram and facebook hashtag scripture and on twitter at ht scripture um so follow us there and engage with us on those platforms and you can also support us on patreon www.patreon.com forward slash hashtag scripture get involved guys we love you with the love of the lord thank you for listening bye bye bye